Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolMotorTalk.com. Allie, good morning, sir. Hey, how are you, Dwayne? Good morning to you as well. It's Monday. Um, I'm actually either in two moods. You know, one, I'm excited about the week. And then two, I'm a little bummed that the weekend is over. And, and for me, time is going so quick. Uh, you know, and my summer's like slowly slipping past my uh, my eyes. You know, and I'm I'm hating it because I don't want to stop swimming in my pool and hanging out in my yard and that kind of thing. Yeah, it it, it is. We did our I, maybe I want to say our last swim of the year in our pool, but it isn't. But it just kind of seemed that way because everybody's getting back in the swing of things. My wife went to work today and because uh, she works at a school school district here in town. And oh wow, so you, uh, my, you guys uh, go back early, huh? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. When do you start? Start when? What? Two days. Wow! Holy yeah, mackerel! Yeah, we're yeah. not back until we're not back until September. I think it's the fifth this year. So we still have a few more weeks of just hanging out and relaxing, and then uh, and then we're back. And and I and I don't look forward to that either because I my daughter it doesn't get bussed in, so I have to drive her every morning to school. Um, so I'm up at 5.50 a.m. every morning, you know, getting breakfast ready. You know, she's getting ready. Then I drive her to school and pick her up. So it immediately, it makes me feel like, okay, summer's over. You know, it's definitely uh, quite clear and evident to me because I immediately jump in and start kicking butt and working up early and, and so on. Well, and you only have, I mean, what year in school is she? You only have a couple of years left, right? Yeah, well, no, no. She said this is it. She's she's This is her last year of high school where... Yeah, we're already okay. looking at colleges. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's a good year, but a sad year as well for me. So, um, but, you know, of course, I'm proud and happy that she's moving on. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, there goes my little girl. And now she's going to be dormant at a college and away. And, you know, so there's a lot of life changes going on for me. Yeah, I was I was just explaining to my son yesterday that uh, it, because he's, this is, he's our last one, you know, starting freshman year. And, and what uh, what bittersweet it is, you know. And so, yeah, I am. I understand. <laughs> I've already been, yeah, and, and, you know. So yeah, and, and they they never realize though quite, you know, how emotionally attached we are to just, you know, them being our children. You know, they're growing up. It's exciting for them, and we're, you know, we're excited. They're growing up as well. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, we're also like, oh man, I'm not going to see them as much. They're starting to develop their own life, you know. They're away, so I'm trying to prepare myself spiritually and mentally for this whole entire thing because there's going to be some major changes in the way I run my life and what I do and, and so on and so forth. You can come cry on my shoulder, man. I've already been through this. Yeah, but, um, exactly, and I, cer <laughs> I certainly will, too. Don't think that I won't for a second. Well, it's been yes. interesting because I know what we're going to talk about today actually correlates to what we're saying where, you know um, – at, at one point, you had sat down, and and, uh, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but this is a generic thing, where, yeah. you know, you talked to your daughter, and you talked to her about how, uh, you know, everything that you are doing in high school is going to reach out into your college and then, therefore, into the rest of your life, where we, you know, we, we right. had that kind of same similar conversation. We were telling Keegan where, you know, if you – because in junior high, he, he was into um, – uh, you know, student council and all those things. And if you continue to do those same things into high school, I mean, that's going to uh, look good on a college resume and, and, and right. you know, uh, donating your time here and just all those things, how they have 
you know, uh, they have these layers upon layers that are going, going to make an effect or have an impact later on, uh, not only just in, you know, your high school years, but also your college years and, and, and the rest of your life, if that makes sense. And yeah. what we want to talk today about with school owners is when you are planning things, when you are doing things in your business, you know, what we teach is that you need to think in layers, um, and multiple layers as you think when you are going to run uh, an event. And an event can be anywhere from doing a birthday party to doing an anti-abduction seminar all the way to actually doing your black belt ceremonies, your black belt testings, your regular belt testings. Right. All of those in our eyes um, are events. Just not a parent's night out is, you know, not the only event. It's everything that you do needs to be – some sort of event. And um, what you talk about specifically, I got this term from you, is every event needs to be a red, like a red carpet premiere, you know, where yeah. the red carpet is rolled out and everybody seems, you know, everybody feels special and, and those type of things. But we want to go back and kind of dissect things when we, when we are creating these events before we just go gung-ho, and we should go gung-ho, but if we have some pre-planning uh, and some pre-thinking, we can be quite creative in how we can actually create more layers or more legs, spider legs, if you will, um, on these events that will have far-reaching than just this one little uh, event itself. Did I kind of set right. that up correctly? Yeah, no, it's so true, and, you know, and it's funny, you know, Dwayne, I'm always like, uh, you know, I'm always thinking of things when you're talking, you know, you, you say one thing, and it gives me a host of ideas, and, um, you know, it's it's always that way with you, I think it's just a matter of how we communicate, and I'm always like, think I'm in business mode, you know, so, uh, but yeah, I think the biggest, here's the biggest dilemma I feel with any business, I'm sure you'll agree to this, is that, um, most people will think of everything they do, you know, every every special event, every marketing campaign, every employee hire, every, you know, every little thing as either, you know, uh, unilateral, two, two levels or singular, which is, you know, very unilateral, the singular, right? As, and that's, they think of it as, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a parent's night out and it's going to be Nerf Wars, Pokemon Go, and I'm waiting to get my... My big hit of, you know, 60 members signed up at 40 bucks, that's blah, 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 you know, $2,400 profit, well, you know, and, and good. And then when you tick that box, you say um, success, right? If you don't get the amount of members that you want, you say failure um, or, or you could do better. Sometimes people just say, oh, it was a slow time, a year, um, you know, so what, you know, I can't, like, for example, I ran a tournament last night. Uh, yesterday, we had one of our, uh, the fourth of our five circuit tournament, actually six now, and um, we, we ran the event, and it was very slow up until the week before, almost pretty much to the, the weekend before, um, and then it started to really pick up, right? So at first, we were like, hey, you know, we started justifying because we were a little bit, we were a little bit annoyed that we weren't getting the turnout that we were hoping for, right? So we said, oh, you know, it's summer, it's hot out, it's been, you know, we start saying all things that, you know, the typical business owner would say, oh, you know, it's one of the hottest summers of all year, it's an election year. You know, we're trying to make ourselves feel better, and we're thinking singular, right? So now for me, 
I, I look at it a little bit differently. Look, even if it is a slow event, by the way, it wasn't. We ended up with over 200-something, 50 competitors. Um, it was a good moneymaker for me and my partners, and uh, it was a great event where people really loved it, and, and we didn't have one complaint, nothing but happy people that are going to come back. And, by the way, we had a whole bunch of new school owners that have never competed in our circuit, which was excellent, and they loved it. So now they're going to add to our people in the future. So anyway, long story short, I'm talking about how we look at it, and I, I want to say to myself, well, this was a big success. And now the question is, how do I turn this event that I just did, or your Nerf War, or your whatever you're doing, how do we turn it into more? Are, are we doing that? You know, what are the layers in which we think of each event? When does it start and when does it finish? Does that make sense? It does. And when we first started doing events, I mean, personally, for me, it was uh, about the event to make the money. Uh, so right. to do an overnighter, it's, you know, to make the money. It, or to do a uh, a Nerf War event, it was to generate that revenue. Um, or to right. do the women's self-defense class, it was to generate, you know, that revenue or what have you. But when or we just new students or whatever. Right, like or exactly. new students or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you're shooting for. Well, right. and yeah, so if you take an anti-abduction uh, or a bully seminar, you know, bully-proof or whatever you want to call it, um, it, 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 you know, if you, let's say you do a, a free bully bully class, you know, and, right, you know, you're bringing in individuals out from outside, you're doing it for your own people, and, but, the, but you got to, and, and that's great. I mean, obviously you want to bring those individuals in, you want to give them opportunities to do the trials and get them into um, your school, right? Obviously, that's going to help your 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 bottom line. But what more mm -hmm. can that specific specific event do for um, not just the public, but also your school and, and everybody at large? And right. sometimes right. it's so obvious that we already know what it is doing, but we 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 don't uh, spread the word, if you will on what it's doing. So, for instance, if you have that bully seminar, which a lot of our school owners are probably going to have those coming up here in September, right. October, especially October being National Bully right. Prevention. There's a National Bully Prevention Week that's there that you can tag, you know, tie along into. Um, and, and that's a, a great opportunity for you to be the school in town that always gives back to the community. But you right. also need to think in those layers where how that's, get, you know, that's, giving back to your own people, how that's bringing awareness, how how can you, you know, get that into the school system so that even like maybe you can uh, go in and speak about bully prevention, whether it's a paid opportunity, right. whether it's a free, free opportunity, um, how you right. can get on radio stations or TV um, with those to, to create just a lot more layers into that, uh, you know, that whole opportunity if that makes sense it totally makes sense and if i could kind of you know sometimes our clients you and i will ask us and they'll say hey Dwayne and ali spell it out for me step by step by step and sometimes it's it's that simple um of us just saying here here's step here's what we do steps one through ten and sometimes people will go wow i never thought of that right i never thought that if i did this this and this i you know that was part of my Bully night. They were thinking very singular. If not, they were thinking maybe at, at most, you know, two or three levels. Um, but there really is, it's like that I want people to take the old saying and actually use it to their advantage where you say, I'm beating a dead horse, you know, 
I'm taking that event, whatever that event may be, and I'm really going to utilize that event as, a, as kind of a launching pad for other things, right, and, and be able to tie it into other things. Like, just for instance, I'll throw three things out there. So I'm going to do a black belt test, right? So for my black belt test, I already did one. We had done six months of preparation, and not only did we talk about it for six months with all the other population of our school, meaning the students who aren't involved with the black belt test, who are not going through it, and we built it up to be such an incredible thing where the kids that were not testing were still involved, and they'd come out and they'd help and they'd watch to the point where we wrote some post-releases or pre-release, pre-release press releases that went out to the paper. Unfortunately, my, my news over here didn't pick any of it up. Um, but we, you know, for some reason, I think they had more, they would have rather had shown stuff like, you know, people getting killed and, you know, the presidential race and bad things rather than some, you know, 20 some odd people changing their lives. Um, you could tell I'm being sarcastic, right? And, and, uh, but anyway, I mean, it was just a sad story that that didn't happen, but within the schools, we released those write-ups, we gave them to the families. And by the time it came for us to do the test, we had probably about 150, maybe 160 spectators watching the physical portion, um, you know, when they do their physical run and all of that stuff. And then, um, you know, parents were reading, getting copies of the Black Belt Journal, which is the letters that we write. Um, and by the way, these are parents that are kids that are maybe like yellow belts or, or you know, green belts, and they're going, wow, I'm never going to let my quit, kid quit because they could see what we're doing. So, and then, of course, now we have post-releases. You know, I, I've made a beautiful plaque for them. I ordered it. Hopefully, it'll come in this week, and I'm going to present them to them in class and take photos. We have a little board that they put their black belt, their name up on. It's called a Kotodama board, very traditional Japanese board, which shows all of our black belts. I took pictures of that. And, um, and then I'm going to do a press release, uh, uh, take that press release and make it onto a front of a flyer, and then the back will be the press release or forward, backward forward, and I'm going to release them throughout town. So you see, like, there's so many layers of how we could utilize something for our own benefit. Now, none of this benefits me as far as money or retail. You know, I, I might get some signups because people may tell their friends that's one thing, but this is all retention in my eyes. Make yeah, sense? Absolutely. It does. And, and back up, and let's just kind of go back to when you first started. Um, it wasn't that extravagant, or maybe it was, but it didn't have no. as many layers. Am I okay? You, no, dude, dude, I have to be honest. I learned how to do this over the years, um, and I figured it out. I had that aha moment, but I learned this stuff from guys like Tony Robbins. I, I don't want to bring this up because we had a comment. Um, once, I, I don't know if you saw this, Dwayne, I forgot to even bring this up to you. One of the people wrote, uh, it's obvious you guys are Republicans <laughs> on one of our posts or something like that. I guess it was one of the things oh, we really? were talking about the presidential, yeah, presidential election. And I'm not a Republican, by the way, um, but I just choose based on who I like and so do you. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it was funny. So, uh, but, but right now, for me, when I first started this stuff, I had no clue. So like through guys, and I was going to bring up, you know, I went to Trump University. And, I, and, and people put Trump University down, and they say it was a sham. But what I learned from him was there's so many ways to create a deal, right? So, for instance, I'm going to buy a house, and I say to them, uh, you, you're asking 200000 for the house, but I'd like to give you 180000 And they say, no way. 
And I go, okay, that stinks because that's all I want to pay. And I walk away and I look for another house. It's almost like the shows I love watching Property Brothers. And they're always like, no, this house is worth 180, but they're going to get multiple offers. Offer them 220. I'm like, that goes against everything that I've ever done in real estate. I've always lowballed and worked my way up. Anyway, long story short, but let's say they say I don't want to do that deal. The next question I would ask was, hey, listen, do you own the house outright? Do you own everything? Do you have a mortgage? And if they say no, I said, would you be willing to hold a mortgage? I'll give you three balloon payments, you know, one payment of 30000 and then in five years, another 20000 and another one, I, and, you know, 10000 And then after that, two years after that, you know, over the course of, let's say, five or six years, I'll have refinanced the mortgage because, of course, now the house is – 200,000, I gave him, let's just say 20, and then I gave him another 20, and I gave him another 10. So now I only owe 150, so then I remortgage it through a bank at 150. I had paid off a ton of equity anyway, because as you're paying it, the amortization schedule goes lower. So maybe I get like $130,000 mortgage. So they might say, hey, yeah. And, and I go, you could keep the interest, 6% interest in your pocket every month. You'll be making way more money on buying and selling this house than you would um, if you had uh, got the lump of money up ahead. And uh, so anyway, some people, if they can afford to do it that way, they will. So what my point is, it's just how you structure everything. And I never thought that way. I didn't even think that I would have a black belt population when I first started. Like everything I focused on was white and yellow. Then I got more and it was white, yellow, green, blue, right? And then, then it was up to brown belt. But I didn't realize that there's a whole entire thing that I do to service black belts now. It's a whole new, whole new, whole new structure, part of my business. So, of course, I didn't think in layers at all. Yeah, and I just the reason I brought that up is because I want the listeners to understand that um, it's, it, it takes time to develop those uh, complex things. They didn't start out that complex. Now, right after right. listening and asking yourself the right questions, um, you know, after listening to us and then and then asking yourself the right questions somebody you know if they only had a school for two or three years or whatever could you know or one year or whatever could make it that complex because of the learning curve uh from learning right. from somebody else but i just want right. to throw that out there that it, it didn't start out like that um you know the the way that i think now about my business was not the way that i thought when i first started the business then as time right. goes on you know, you, you you learn things, or at least you should, so that you can right. better your business. So when you're right. when you're creating your events for your school, and again, everything is an event, you should ask yourself questions such as what more can this provide for me and or my students or the community right. at large? And if right. if so, how can that be done? What needs to be done? And then the other question you have to ask yourself is, you know, if I do those things, is the time that's going to be uh, required to make those things happen, is it worth the investment in the end? And I don't just necessarily right. mean monetarily, uh, because like you said, with what you were doing with the black belts, I mean, retention is monetary, don't get me wrong. Right, but, right. Um, other than that, you know, is there is so – because I know sometimes sometimes we think, well, yeah, I can do this, 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 and we we do a lot of um, activity, but there's really no accomplishment at the end, and we have to be careful with that because there are a lot of things that we can do in our business, you know, work wise to create you right. know more of an experience. Mm-hmm. 
invest in that Dwayne? and to make that happen or money, um, is it worth it in the end? Right, right. And, you know, that that's the question that, you know, we always talk about um, assets versus liabilities, right? When we're looking at an employee, they're either a liability or an asset. They either make you money or they cost you money. However, there are some employees that are tied to assets. So, in other words, um, the janitors have a vital role in the school system. They're not teaching. They're not making money. But yeah. without them, the schools would be a pigsties, and they're so valuable. People forget that, right? It's like, um, you know, the secretaries who answer the phone at the police station are just as val- valuable or the person who monitors 911 calls just as valuable as a police officer, right? Because without it, we wouldn't have the connection. So, you know, but there are certain people who are moochers that, you know, they get a job and they do everything they can in their power to avoid working and they cost the company money. They're lazy, they're sloppy, they, they you know, steal. Um, and by the way, not every employee is like this. I'm just saying there are those people that do that that will cost the money, uh, company money. Those people are called liabilities. So we have to ask ourselves, what are the liabilities within our programs? What are the liabilities within an event that we host? You know, um, and by the way, exposure is another liability. You know, whether we're going to go out and we're going to you know put our fighters in a full contact fight, and if they get hurt, that's bad for our school. You know, or bad for them. You know, so we have to always think in these layers, like like strategically when you play chess. You move a piece, but you have to always be protecting the queen and the king, um, you know, or else you're going to be put yourself in a position where you're vulnerable, and uh, that could be a problem. So I think layers are everything, you know, and I think that, you know, that we, if we don't think that way, we're missing out on so much stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, and I'll just throw this out here really quick. I know I've talked about this on, on, on uh, another podcast that we did, and I don't even remember which one, and but... Well, dude, we've done, we've done so many, right? We've done so many. What we're, we're, we're on 97. We're almost at our 100th uh, anniversary. This is our 90, yeah, this is our 98. Yeah. We're two so, away from 100 um, podcasts, so we might repeat ourselves slightly ever so often. <laughs> well, some of the concepts, I guess, need to be repeated. But anyways, I was just going to yeah. throw this out as an idea with regards to layering things. And and this is, again, when I first started, I never did this. Plus, some of the technology wasn't there anyways. But with my right. women's self-defense class, uh, I found that uh, a two-hour, uh, two-hour, 20-minute, bring-a-friend-for-free self-defense class works well. I will mm-hmm. usually get anywhere from, you know, 50 people or higher. I mean, my highest I've ever had was 108 people that signed wow. up. Wow. Um, crazy. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, and it was crazy, believe me, but crazy good. Anyways, yeah. uh, I do that real cheap to get them in the door for a lot of different reasons. Okay. Um, right. You know, but mainly because I want them, most women are going to bring a friend and they don't want to ask a friend to pay. But if the, right. if the friend comes up and says, you know, well, hey, uh, it's 20 bucks, you want to come with me because uh, I get to bring a friend for free, then the friend will usually say, well, I'll give you $10. Right. They don't want to train alone. They want a friend there. So that's why I do bring a friend for free. Well, basically, all I do, I mean, I teach them um, two hours worth of, of self-defense. But for me, that is my physical presentation of my uh, – the 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 three-hour self-defense course that I want to sell them on. 
Right. And again, it's not that I'm not giving them solid information, but as you and I know, a two-hour self-defense course really just isn't uh, enough time to get yourself prepared right. to be able to protect yourself. Um, right. And I and 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 so, anyways, here's the layers. I almost started saying everything that I do, but that's not what this call is. Right. So, anyways, right. Uh, right. I get them in. We do the two hours. I, at the last ten minutes, I go over what the next next course is like, what it costs. That's a $50 course, and it's not bring a friend for right. free. My stats right. show that, you know, I'm, I'm, I get about 18%, almost 20 sometimes, but 18% of those individuals sign up for the next course. Well, right. those individuals, uh, and let me back up real quick, the individuals that uh, come to the very first course, they get four free bonuses. Uh, that they and they what they do is they, it's all online. They get entered into our website um, and they get access to those courses. And it's four free bonuses, you know, like how to protect. You know, it's basically the uh, the how to be aware wherever you're at. It's it's what you would give speeches on, but I don't want to give speeches while I'm up there. I want activity. I want them to be able to listen to that on their own. Well, anyways, you right. come to the next level, you know, the three-hour class, and you get a lot more self-defense. And the bonuses that they get is they actually get all the videos of that class and a few extra ones. Um, and so they have to log in to their with their username and password. But then inside of there, there's other courses that they can buy. It's all online, but there's other courses. Right. So there's a more advanced, you know, self-defense course. There's a... Uh, you know, okay. how to defend yourself against uh, edged weapons, impact weapons, knives, or excuse me, uh, guns. Um, and, and what I found is it's really difficult for me to uh, get people in on a consistent basis to do these other seminars, such as, this, you know, right. uh, gun and knife and those type of things, for my time and right. for the money that I want for them. So what I've done is I've done them online just to a population that's already familiar with me and knows me. They can get access to those things. They can buy into those things, if that makes sense. Right. And yeah. for me, those are the different layers. And, of course, on that site I have our uh, Facebook event page uh, that's up there that's hooked to my, my Facebook page. So any events that I put on my Facebook page – automatically pop inside of there as well so that I'm getting them, you know, constant contact to what we're doing at the school as long as they're logged in. And it's not to say that they're not getting emailed, you know, not that they're not getting emailed some of these things too. But my right, point right. is that there are so many layers. And, yes, of course, we're giving them opportunity to become a student. I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. That should be a given. But we can see how those are stacked and given different opportunities. I just wanted to give an example of, of how to think in layers with regards to a specific event and how it can impact your school on multiple levels. Yeah, and you know what I really love about what you're saying is that, um, you know, we by the way, way back when, and we would probably have to look it up, so we might as well let the people research it on their own, but way back in our school owner talks, we did something where I, I gave them a free thing called an event journal. It's just a simple form. Um, that people will fill out when they're running an event. But beforehand, not after, uh, there's a pre and there's a post portion of this form. So I suggest going back and finding that 
and uh, downloading it. And uh, I would rather, Dwayne, let them do that. So if they're really interested, they have to look at some of the other stuff that's out there. It might stimulate, you know, some other uh, uh, thoughts on other things we talked about. But however, for us, I always want to look at it. And I want to say, you know, I, I love some, some crime uh, detective shows, SVU and things like that. And I always look at what I do, how is, if it were a, a, a crime scene, um, let's just say a murder scene or, uh, you know, and, and the cops show up and, you know, the body is there. I mean, this is a little morbid, but, um, uh, you know, they, now they have to start trying to put the, you know, the different pieces of the puzzle together. You know, they're looking at bullet casings and how they're spread out and the angle of attack. They could tell whether it was, you know, a shooting or a suicide, um, you know, or, or by the angle it, it was appear to be a suicide and it's not. Um, of the way the gun was held and, you know, all this stuff. And, and the reason why I bring this up is we have to start thinking a little bit more as if we were um, trying to discover, you know, information that's going to lead us to a final result. And, you know, in the case of a crime scene is the person who committed the crime. But we have to look and say, okay, well, how can we do that in our event? Like, for instance, you know, for you, what's your end result buyer on your women's self-defense seminar? Are they going to become students or are they going to – a few? you're going to say – I'd be happy if, you know, 20% of them turned out and bought, you know, the first level and the second level email, you know, download package, you know, um, like that, or whatever the opportunity is that you're looking for. You know, we want to we wanna have a kid's event. Uh, we want them to show up for the night, but um, could they bring a friend with them? You know, could that buddy get a special? You know, could we get them to sign up for other events? You know, do we offer them coupons for a birthday party if they're a young enough group? Uh, you know, when we have birthday parties, do we then offer all the people who come to the birthday parties a discount on having a birthday party in our school, even though they're not students? You know, do we try to convert them to students? I mean, my mind just keeps on going. Do we sell them retail? Um, you know, are they, when they leave, do they want to buy little kind of tchotchke little gifts, you know, because we're offering a deal? I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on and on, right? And we have to start right. thinking like that, like that detective. So it's not I, – I say for school owners, and you and I, Dwayne, what, what do you normally do? I think you said this in one of the other calls in advance um, when you're promoting an event. Three months, two months, two weeks? Like what is your – what's your MO? Well, I guess it, it depends on the event. I mean, obviously, if it's a tournament, you, you want to do it, uh, you know, more like two or three months in advance. But uh, if it's, right. let's say, the women's self-defense, uh, at least four weeks. I mean, I want at least right. four weeks to, to, to advertise that, yeah. At minimum, right? So yeah, not, yeah, not absolutely. Anything, any, anything less, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, right? Right. Where, yeah. where like, you know, and, and listen, I've pulled off events. Like, I've had my buddy Kung Lee come in and do a seminar, and Kung's, Kung's a busy man. So he's like, uh, Ali, I'll be in town next Tuesday. Can you pull off a seminar? And I'm like, yeah, sure, dude, I'll put it together. And I've had 60, 70 people show up for the seminar. So, um, you know, but it's, you know, he's a, quite a draw. So people are dying to see him anyway. But my point is, like, certain things you could get away with, but the more well-prepared you are, the more buzz that you create, the more time you spend on promoting those events, the better you're going to be as far as getting the ancillary um, promotion. So, in other words, tying stuff into retail, um, you know, getting a press release out and letting the community know that you're having a world-renowned fighter or self-defense expert, or you're doing something for the community. So you mail out all the flyers to all the real estate companies, and you let the people know, realtors, that you have, you know, they might not even buy into your self-defense seminar, but they may say, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to keep him on my radar because I've been wanting to do self-defense. Or maybe we'll have him come into the office, you know. And so it really all depends on how you lay it out and, and how much time you put in. So I want everyone to start thinking about their events. And then afterwards, yeah, yeah, you did the event. What are you going to do now that the event is over? Just move on to something new or utilize what you did to move on to something new. You know, take testimonials and get the parents to talk about how much fun they had while they were out. Well, and, and by the way, we did this also. We gave people my ransom note, right, that I think that we attached that to one of our calls where parents have to write what they did and the kids have to write how much fun they had um, while they were at our event. So later on, we put it on our flyers, on our marketing. Right, exactly. Makes sense? Makes sense? Yeah. So I'm giving away it a does. lot of information. It, but, yeah, go ahead. I would say that's thinking in layers. Right. Yeah, and by the way, you and I talk about this on our program, the Next Level School Owner Club, because we're, we're not selling product per se. We're not selling the next bright, shiny box item, but we're selling training of the mind. We are like the personal trainers for the martial art business mind. You know, we're trying to get people to understand conceptually how to run their business and think like an entrepreneur but forever, right? So where we're trying to readjust their anchors and their mindset so that when they do it, they're like, oh, I'm going to do this from now and forever. I'm not going to just do it once right. because Ali, Ali and Dwayne taught me this system of doing this kind of process, and it doesn't matter what they're going to do. Like it could be, you know, a competition, a badminton competition, you know. They could still turn it around. And that's why when I – and you and I coach other businesses – it's really not that much different or difficult because it's, you know, the systems or the ideas or maybe the mechanics change, but we certainly don't change the, uh, you know, the actual, uh, you know, process of what we do and how we think. No, and business is business. That's the thing. So it doesn't matter whether it's a martial arts school or not. Um, there are some aspects that change, but other than that, business is business. So. Well, I, I think yeah. that, um, you know, hopefully that the listeners have caught the fact that they need to think in layers. Just real quickly, let's, let's because um, I, I know we're running over on time, let's maybe give, give uh, some points on, you know, the, 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 the pre-thinking to an event and then the post-thinking. Uh, let's just take, let's take them from the event journal real quick and maybe do like the first two or three things um, that we think about post? What are, what are yeah. those? Well, first off, when, when I'll just quickly burn through it all. And then, again, I want them to look the event journal up. Maybe we'll be good enough to give them a link to the last call that had it attached or something like that. But mainly I just want to encourage people to actually look at it. Um, but here's the thing. For, for the event journal, for me, um, I think that, you know, the first thing, of course, is determining cost, right? You know, we have to figure out how much we're going to sell this for retail-wise. We want to know what it costs us, and then we want to know what the net profit will be. In other words, if we're including pizza or we're including a handout or we're hiring instructors, um, then we want to write down the event dates so that we know when we did it last, and then we can replicate it year after year after year. Um, we want to look at the areas of marketing that we're going to use ahead of time. How are we going to promote this? Flyers, look who's going board, you know, postcards, uh, local free PR, handing it out to all the parents, making phone calls. And then what are our objectives of the event? You know, what's the target audience or the demographic? Is this a kid's event? Because here's a big thing, sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to quickly glance over this. Sometimes people forget 
that they only have a certain market. Like, for example, um, you know, a knife fighting seminar, yet they only have 10 adults that train in their school. The rest of them are little warriors and mighty warriors. You're not going to get many people to show up to your knife fighting seminar. Um, so you got to be careful at what you're using and what you're doing. So what is the target audience? What's the demographic? And then you blueprint out the event. And, you know, and then later on, you know, we want to look at what was the consumer response? How well did it go? What did people say? What other avenues could I use to promote the event? You know, co-op advertising. Could I have gotten on the back of a pizza box? Could I have gotten a rack card out and on the back of it, it had a pizza company? Um, could uh, the local diner or delicatessen or food place give out our, our advertisements because they feel that they want to stop bully-proofing and they become your co-op partner? Um, you know, uh, what could we do after the event to spin this into media, radio, television, community papers, press releases, your website, existing clients, students, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and then, of course, the typical, what mistakes did I make? What could I correct in the future? And then, of course, you know, now what do I do? Who do I, who could I send this out to, um, you know, uh, press release-wise? You know, could I reach out to groups on Facebook, on, you know, Yelp, on, you know, Instagram, and, and reach out to people that are of like-minded that may like what we did? You know, and th that's just a few of them on our event journal that I'm throwing out there. But I think that's pretty layered. Yep, Absolutely. No, and I think, I think we gave perfect. out and, and, <laughs> Yeah, we gave out a lot we of We gave out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, share this with other school owners. Uh, get thinking, if you haven't already, about your events in layers. And then um, go back to and revisit some of the events that you have thought about in layers and see if there's actual, actually more uh, layers that you can add on to uh, that event. Allie, thanks again, man. It was wonderful talking with you. Awesome, dude. Talk to you soon. Everybody talk to you soon.